You're listening to episode number seven of Tide Pod. And hello, my friend. So today I get to chat with somebody that I'm super excited about, Allison Carter. As a fellow Jenna Kutcher mentee, I respect Allison so much, I can't even put it into words. If you follow her on Instagram, and if you don't, you should go ahead and do that now, you already know that she serves the world by bringing people together for every occasion, big or small. Her business, Allison Carter Celebrates, saves mom's precious time by serving up digital party and holiday planning guides. In today's episode, you're also going to hear us chatting about her first physical product launch, Memories and Moments Unwrapped. And spoiler alert, she has since launched this product a few more times with some seasonal variations with amazing success. My friend, I chose to chat with Allison because she is the queen of niching down and serving her people well. So I'm just going to go ahead and stop talking now so we can get into this episode. It's that good. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to Thai Pod, a podcast crafted by Tiana Thai to help you purify your purpose in business, love, and life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, dog mom, or just getting started, you're bound to find value as Tiana dives into meaningful topics each episode. So settle in, turn up the volume, and welcome your host, Tiana Thai. Okay, so let's go ahead and start at the beginning. Who is Allison Carter and how did you get to where you are today? I am Allison Carter. That would be me. And I am a mom of two in the Seattle area. I am married to my high school sweetheart, Ryan. And I am your go to gal when it comes to celebrating holidays and parties and milestones and little moments and really just encouraging moms to show up and be part of this life that we're trying to build with our kids and enjoy those little moments and those little pieces and pockets of the day that we can just find and make more special. So I got here because my mom is the OG when it comes to everything, celebrations, parties, memory making. She actually wrote a book called Memories and Moments when I was younger. My sister and I were growing up and I currently have a podcast that's called Memories and Moments in honor of all of the things that we did throughout my childhood. But I was raised in a home that was all about celebrations and acknowledgement and recognizing little and big things. And I just grew up with that mentality. So I knew when I had my own kids that that would be passed along to them and would be part of my mothering. And then through a conversation with my girlfriends about first birthday parties, a business fell into my lap. And three years later, I have a party planning business and all about celebrations called Allison Carter Celebrates. And I get to help women all over the world plan parties and celebrate holidays in a stress-free time saving way. Wow. So I did pick up on the little note that you made about somewhere around someone's first birthday. This whole moments and memories concept turned into a business idea. And I happen to know a little bit about that story, but would you be willing to share that story with the audience? Yeah, well, I have two little girls' first birthdays that hugely impacted my business. The first one was my own daughter. 
And the second one was my girlfriend's daughter. And I'll tell you about her first because she really led this. But my girlfriend, her name is Alex. She is a full-time working mom at Microsoft. And which means she has like a big time job, like not just a, you know, little nine to fiver. She is a big time deal and she has a lot of pressure on her with work and being, you know, total mom boss. And when uh, we all had our babies together, I have a very solid mom tribe and we all had our first babies within the same time. And then we all had our second babies within days or weeks of each other. And so, you know, they're all summer babies, of course, which means that in the summer we're talking to each other and claiming dates. Like (laughs) I call this date for that birthday party. I call this date like, Oh dang, you know, too slow all of that stuff. And so we, our our kids are basically cousins, like they're raised together. And so we're all very comfortable and it's, you know, no drama, but just one of those things, like we're plan aheaders. And so Alex was like, you know, I just, I want to have a first birthday for Charlie so bad, but I just don't like, I don't know that I can do it. I don't have the time to think of it. I just don't even know where I'd find the time. And so at that point in my life, I had a six month old and a three year old. And I was just doing the mom thing and didn't have anything else going on. I didn't have hobbies. I didn't have a job. I just was mom and basically house cleaner and chef. (laughs) And um, that's what I did. (laughs) And we were talking at nap time on Facebook Messenger. And I was like, can I do it? Because I've always loved planning parties. It's always been something that's come naturally to me. A lot of that has to do with my mom. And it's just is something I enjoy doing so much. And she was like, I mean, I guess if you really want to. I was like, yes, I do. Like, it would be so fun for me. And so then I was like, oh my gosh, yay, I have a little project to do. And then I thought, well, how the heck am I going to get my ideas into like her brain because I've planned countless parties before, but I've never planned them for someone else or tried to get somebody in the same realm of my like vision because I can think of a theme or I can think of an event and immediately I know in my head what it's going to look like. That's one of my superpowers. And so I didn't know how to do that for a friend. And so I was thinking, okay, I have to come up with a visual way. So I did, I opened a PowerPoint. I threw some ideas for a no time to siesta. It's Charlie's first fiesta. It was a fiesta themed party. (laughs) And I did menu plans and outfit, like found the dress that she was going to wear and cake ideas and decor. And then as I was reflecting on her time, and her motivation when it came to this party, I knew that I also had to find the things for her. So I hate partying a party or planning a party on Pinterest. And you go to a beautiful blog and you have no clue where they got that thing or how they did it because they don't tell you. They just put up a bunch of beautiful pictures and then you have to fend for yourself and go down the Pinterest black hole of finding all the things so you can recreate that picture in your own way. It drives me nuts. And I know for a working mom, she doesn't have that time. And so I did all that for her. I, you know, searched Amazon. I searched Etsy. I found all the things. So I gave her an inspiration picture. And then I said, and here's all the things that are in that picture. And all you have to do is click them, add them to your Amazon cart. So I planned her party in this visual, clickable, interactive way, sent it off to her thinking, well, that was fun. I like enjoyed that. What a fun way to spend my nap time. And then I got a response from her like, what, what, what is this? Like, this is crazy. I know exactly what the party's gonna look like. All I have to do is go through and click these things. They're in my cart, invite my 
my guests host the dang thing. Thank you for taking that off of my plate. And then word got out and uh, I started (laughs) doing that for more moms. (laughs) And little did I know I was creating my first party plans that I, you know, would eventually upload to Etsy would eventually would become my own website and enrolled in a online business program uh, called B-School literally with 10 days after deciding to start a business. And wow. uh, uh, three years later, yeah, I'm, I here I am. And now I've planned thousands of parties for women all over the world. But I really am mindful of the time and the stress and the overwhelm that goes into party planning. Because as a first time mom planning my daughter's first birthday, I was an absolute wreck, did everything myself, baked everything on the table, was crying <laughs> in the laundry room right before before we were going to do the smash cake because I was so exhausted. I could barely stand up. I didn't enjoy myself. It's one of my biggest regrets that I have in my life. I don't have a ton of regrets, but that day is one of them. And I hate that it's wrapped around my daughter's first birthday because I completely ran myself into the ground trying to, I don't even know who I was trying to prove myself to, but I was thinking I'm the stay at home mom and I have all this time and I love parties. I'm the party one for my group of friends and my party has to be awesome and perfect and Pinteresty and Instagrammable. And it was just so dumb. And like, I just wasn't focusing on the reason why we were celebrating. I wasn't focusing on the fact that every single person in our life who loved my daughter and my husband and I were in that room celebrating that occasion. I wasn't thinking of that. I was just thinking about how that banner looked over the dessert table. It just dumb <laughs> things. And, and so I really having that experience and knowing what that's like, drives me to help the moms that I do because I do not want anybody feeling like that. The only feeling that you should be feeling when it comes to a celebration is the excitement about the experience that you're gifting to them and the memories that you get to make. And when you look back on that day, you get to smile and like think, wow, what a fun day. Like I know I did my job to help a mom if that mom closes the door after that last guest and she kind of like sits by the door and goes, that was just so much fun. Instead of the mom that sinks into the couch, like I have never been so exhausted in my (laughs) life. That, that is my ultimate goal. (laughs) Absolutely. And you, so there's something that really strikes me Mm -hmm. about the difference between those two experiences. Mm -hmm. And it just strikes me how whenever you helped your friend out, she had that, the more positive reaction, right? Like, oh my goodness, all I have to do is click buttons. Mm -hmm. But whenever you did it, you had the sink in the couch, like, Jesus, I'm so tired. So between those two experiences, what was your big aha, like your big takeaway that you're now able to help other moms with? I am, well, one, I mean, I'm able to help other moms because I fully take that off of their plate, like all of the prep, the planning and all of the thinking that goes into a party. And I'm mm-hmm. very intentional when I'm creating these plans. And I've gotten them mom approved multiple times by going back and forth with a select group of moms being like, what else? What else do you need? I would love a checklist. I would love like a a monthly checklist at three weeks. I do this at two weeks. I do this two days before the party. What do I need to be doing? Okay, great. I'm going to include a checklist now in every single one. You know, I really hate 
goodie bags. Can you give me favor ideas that have to do with the themes, but that like parents would actually want and not just chuck in the garbage the second we get home? Great. I'll do favors. You know, I really am like back and forth, back and forth. What do you need? Um, I'm very intentional about listening to my people. And really, I know what it takes to plan a party. And it's not just one run to target. Um, it's <laughs> like other things go into it. Like, don't forget a birthday candle. Don't forget to pick up ice. And when you have this plan all laid out for you, all of that thinking and all of that stuff that you have to keep in your brain is released. And so that is the difference between those. And then the really outlining the party in this simple way and having everything be very visual. It's right in front of you. It's breaking it down exactly what you need. It's not looking at this thing as like some giant mountain you have to climb. It's really one step at a time, like one foot in front of the other. Okay, six weeks, I have to create my guest list. And that's about it. <laughs> okay, right. I can do that. Uh, you know, a month out, you need to send your invitations. Okay. I got, that's one, you know, great. You know, then we should start thinking about an outfit just because of shipping purposes or personalized signs or, or different things like that. It's all very much laid out. And so when you're able to check all that thinking off and you're able to clear your head of all of that, it's a lot different than feeling like you have to do it all on your own. My second tip is I am an outsourcer. And so I'm very, I always say like, know your must haves, know your strengths, and then let go of the rest. So I like a DIY project. Most of my moms that I help do not. <laughs> so in, <laughs> in all party plans I create, there is a DIY option. And for every DIY option, there is two or three purchase ready to go, you know, don't even need oh, that's to get that. So it's, you know, it's very much choose your own adventure. If you want a little TV at night project, there you go. If you don't, here you go. And, you know, it's, it's very much you choose. And I'm someone that likes a TV project. I like kind of keeping my hands busy and doing something. But I also do that because oftentimes I can save money doing it myself so I can spend money with a baker because I hate baking which is something mm. that I realized planning my daughter's first birthday, making the smash, <laughs> making the cupcakes, making the sugar cookies that were all like iced and themed and glittery and Rice Krispie treats and literally like eight things for that ding dessert table that I made stayed up all night long doing. They weren't even that cute. And so if I can save a little there, then I have a little bit more in my budget to order a cake from someone that does it better than me. And then I don't stress out over that because it's not something I enjoy. And it causes me way too much stress because I'm trying to like perfect it. It's all those little things that um, I really try and like walk the moms through that I'm helping like, you know, if you want to DIY that banner and then buy the rest of the activity stuff. Great. Like, that sounds like the perfect party. I really want to empower the uh, my people like my audience, my tribe. I have to take a moment to thank the sponsor of today's episode, Primally Pure. Y'all, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and my husband disapproves of 99.9% .9 of them, but not my new Primally Pure charcoal deodorant. I have been so excited to share this with you because I have been testing it myself for three full months before I decided that it was worth sharing. 
This is absolutely my hands down favorite natural deodorant and I've tried at least five or six brands by now. And even better, it can be your new favorite too. You can get your next order for 10% off by using the code TIANA10. That's right, T-I-A-N-N-A-1-0 and you're on your way to your new favorite deodorant. And hopefully your significant other will approve of this one. I was literally just about to say more power to them if they want to make the banner and buy everything else. Yeah, and I want them, like, I I love when moms talk about me to their friends. I mean, I am a business. Um, I love helping these moms so much, but I am, like, running a business to help my family as well. And so word of mouth is massively important and necessary for a business like mine because moms are helping or moms are trusting me to plan a pivotal milestone in their child's life. And that I don't take lightly. And so that is huge in, you know, hey, I worked with her and she helped me with this. And it was so easy. It was, it was the most fun I've ever had planning a party. I hear that a lot. Um, and so that word of mouth is awesome. But I want moms to take full credit for their party. Like I did the thinking and I helped you get there, but you hosted that dang thing. Like you, I wasn't in your backyard putting that table together. I wasn't there. Like you did all that. And I want them to feel proud of the experience that they gifted to the person that they're celebrating and their guests. I love that. I, I, I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. And you just mentioned something. You mentioned the fact that at the end of the day, I love what I do. This mm-hmm. is a business. Mm-hmm. So I want to pivot a little bit and talk to you from the business side of things, because from everything I'm hearing, you built this thing up from you know nothing as an entrepreneur. Yep. So can you just share a little bit about your journey over the last three years and what that's been like for you? Yeah, it is a crazy journey. Um, It is a journey that I never anticipated myself taking. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was never anything in my, you know, plan. I was a second grade teacher for years. And then I decided to stay home when I had my daughter, but I loved, loved, loved teaching. And I always thought I would go back to the classroom after my kids went to school. And now I'm teaching, but in a different sort of way. (laughs) Um, And I get to have the freedom of, you know, being in my daughter's class and helping and using those skills too. So I feel really lucky that I get to do that. But as far as entrepreneur, uh, my parents are both entrepreneurs and it's a hard dang life. It is unpredictable. It's exciting. It's scary. And I've lived through huge wins and low lows with both of them growing up. And I didn't like that, uh, like unstableness. Um, And I had a very great childhood and, you know, everything was fine, but it's still, I could tell the stress it put on them even as a little girl. And I just didn't think that that was anything that I wanted nor needed. But then I decided like, oh, great. Look, I love doing this this should be a business. And then I now get to learn something I have never in my life, even taken a business 101 class. I've never taken an economics class, (laughs) like nothing. I went to teacher school. (laughs) So, um, you know, test me on some early literacy and I will blow your mind. But tell me about a balance sheet and I can't even explain the first sentence. So I had a lot to learn. And knowing this about myself, I am a lifelong learner. I love 
consuming and I'm a good action taker, but I have to feel like I'm set up for success in some sort of way. And so that's why I enrolled in B-School really soon after. It just so happened that um, it's led by a, a kick-ass entrepreneur named Marie Forleo, who completely changed my life, but she only opens it once a year. And it just so happened that it was in the week, <laughs> but her launch was in the week that I started my business. And I saw it and I did it and I took the leap. And it was because of that course that I have an email list, that I have a website that I own versus continuing to stay on Etsy. Um, it's a reason that I'm affiliates, that I've gotten media like it's a lot I mean it it's snowballed everything and it was the shortcut that I needed that also gave me like the confidence that I needed to actually make this into something so I am a huge believer in investing in yourself and investing in your business if this is something that you are really passionate about and you look forward to getting up in the morning and working on it and you're okay with some of that sacrifice that that brings because I mean I have had to sacrifice multiple things be to do this business but it fulfills me in such a different way and it helps me be a better mom and a better wife because I'm feeding myself um all of that leads into this journey as a businesswoman. And I didn't know all of that came along with starting a business, which is both a good thing and a bad thing because a lot, my business is very personal. I have a personal brand. It's my style that people are buying. <laughs> it's my <laughs> ideas. It's my stuff that I create from my heart. I plan every single party and holiday like I would for my own kids, my own family. And so that it can't not be personal. So when you have so much of yourself wrapped in your business, it can be a little scary and it can be really vulnerable, but it can also be crazy validating and exciting. And uh, yeah, I just I am in such an encourager of anybody that has an idea to just try it as scary as it is to put that foot forward and to say, hey, this is me. It's such a cool ride as bumpy as that ride is. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> but it is, you know, I've never been more scared. I've never been more fulfilled. I've never been more excited in anything that I've done. And I look back and I think, I don't, it, it kind of does make me a little scared to think what kind of mother I would be if I didn't still at this point now with a six and a three-year-old have something for myself. I've I've always been very vocal that my business is my self-care. Um, when I'm working on my business, I'm working on myself. And so, yeah, I just, the, the journey has been crazy. I've taken courses along the way. I've had massive fails. I make decisions very quickly and I act on them. That's the Enneagram seven in me. Uh, I figure it out. I YouTube podcast, Google my way through basically everything that I've done and just keep showing up. I just keep shoving my way through and pitching myself to people that I probably shouldn't be pitching myself to, but I keep doing it and I got a lot of yeses and I keep going for it and I'm not afraid to raise my hand and I'm not afraid of the no and that is a huge lesson that I have learned through being an entrepreneur because I, three years ago, I don't think that I would have said that. I don't think that I would have said, I'm not scared of the no. I think I would have been like, oh God, that sounds exhausting. Like, why would anybody do that? 
That is, and that's such a powerful lesson to learn. Huge. Let me tell you. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got really curious about something. So you went from essentially working off of the recommendations mm -hmm. of people that you planned yeah. parties for, right? And then you built this online presence. Mm -hmm. And that's a different type of vulnerability because now I feel, you know, you're more exposed to the world mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, the extension of a social circle yeah. with their social circle with their social circle. Yeah. The Internet's really big. Yeah. So how did that feel? And have there been any challenges with that? That is scary. And it's something that I go back and forth on a lot as I grow also, because I it's not just me, it's my family, like my kids are involved, mm -hmm. I run a business for moms, and I want them to see me as a mom. But with that comes with like bringing my kids along that just in the past couple months has been something that I need to be really like mindful of the challenges. Well, yes, putting myself out there at, with my not business hat has been fine. I've never I'm not one that's shy of the camera. Um, I have a podcast also, so I literally talk all day long and I'm, I'm not shy about stuff like that. I, the lives don't freak me out, anything like that. I don't mind showing up with no makeup and, you know, sharing something that I'm doing. It's the putting so much of my work out there and then seeing another business completely taking that and uploading it to their own site as if it was their own work. <laughs> that is Whoa. something I did not anticipate and a huge challenge, especially in the party and celebration space. So that is a something that's a real treat that comes with having an online business, but it's one of the major downsides and it's not fun. It's a gross, yucky feeling and it's a defeating feeling, but it's part of this life. And it's also now I have gotten different media, like I've been featured on Forbes and Better Homes and Gardens and um, different local publications and things. And the more your name gets out there, the more people find you, which is amazing for your business. Mm -hmm. That's the goal of, you know, pitching yourself to these people is to get your name out. So because the more people that know my name, the more moms I get to help, the more families that get to have more memories and celebrations, all of that is my I want to make an impact. I want to change the way that women all over the world celebrate and approach celebrations. That's my goal with my business. So media helps me do that. But then it also is I could be at a restaurant and get a DM from somebody and be like, I saw you at, you know, so-and-so and I didn't want to bug you. You look like you had your hands full, but like, it was just so fun seeing you and your family or something like that. And then I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing with my kids? Like. <laughs> <laughs> what were they doing like and so the, it, were they throwing totally, food? and I'm like I I look like a freaking wreck right now like this is just so it's that is new and that has been kind of like ooh, and then that kind of makes me think about the whole like okay people know my kids people know my kids names so yeah so that's something to navigate as I grow and as that online presence gets bigger because the internet is huge and the internet is like sky's the limit like there's really no capping I mean people can say the algorithm caps your growth or whatever but you know ultimately there really is no like cap on your growth or your reach and so that is definitely something that I think about and it's something that I've been thinking about a lot more just as I continue to grow as a business owner right absolutely 
And um, you have done something that I actually envy. <laughs> and I think a lot of other entrepreneurs who maybe are a bit earlier in their journey envy mm -hmm. as well is what, what really is standing out to me is you have niched or niched or mm -hmm. however we want to say it down yeah. to such a, I just think it's such a great niche and it's small enough, but not too small. And I feel like that probably also helps with you, you know, having that presence and being known. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that it's really important because when I started and this has completely evolved and every year I feel like it niches down even more. And when I started, I was like, moms, <laughs> I'm just going to go after moms. <laughs> and because I had moms all around me, I started a bit like a pretty large social media group, like on Facebook, I mean, with a group of friends of mine that has totally turned into this like mom support group. But that was not ever the intention. It was literally like a place that we could post and be like, hey, want to walk today? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, like a bunch of moms started joining it and I'm not like even involved in it anymore. But like there's, you know, that whole thing. And so I was like, moms, you know, I've got this group of moms. She's got a mom friend. Who do I know that's a mom? And that's how I started. And then um, I really, you know, as I was working with different moms, I realized I really like working with the working moms and the working at home moms. And the I really like that because those are the moms that need help. And those are also the moms that want and are craving these experiences and these times to slow down and show up in a realistic uh, way with their kids because they don't have that all day long. And so they really, really, really want and are needing that intentional time. Like give me an idea that I can turn the volume up just a little bit after work today. That's not going to, you know, make me so exhausted. That's not going to take 80 craft supplies that I have to stop home on my way to work. Like what's something little I can do today that is going to make me kind of feel like a rock star mom. I love that. And so now everything I create and every question that I put in my head, like I am looking, I've got two moms that are two of my favorite moms I work with. One is that girlfriend of mine, Alex. And the other one is my sweet friend, Lindsay. They are both working moms. They're both moms that are so invested in creating these experiences for their kids, but they're two of the busiest people that I know. And so everything that I create, I'm constantly cycling through my head. Are Alex and Lindsay going to like respond to this? Is this something they care about? Is this something they would do? Is this something they would buy? Is this something important to them? So now I'm really like, really zoning in on them. And I think the misconception with the niches is that people think that if you niche down, you're like stuck there. And just because I talk and market and like the working moms the best or the working at home moms doesn't mean I don't have hundreds of stay at home moms that listen to my podcast that I mean, thousands if I'm talking about the podcast, but um, buying party plans from me buying my holiday based subscription boxes, like ton of stay at home moms. And I love them. They're part of my tribe. They're just not who I'm thinking of when I'm putting what I'm putting out there. Because if I thought about all moms, I would never put anything out there because it's too big. It's too overwhelming and I can't please everybody. So I'm happy to have them along with me 
all moms are welcome. But when I'm putting my content creation hat on, I have to really be nailed down in my niche and like have that person like they're my two ideal clients. So those are the faces that I'm seeing. Those are who I'm pretending I'm writing an email to. That's really who I'm focusing on. And I then this year, I've even niched it down even more to ages like working moms or working at home moms of kids that are zero to 10. Those are the moms that like now I'm really focused on because I don't really have experience with tweens and teens. I have a six and a three year old. And so the I don't have content for them yet. I'm sure as my kids get older, I'll start being more into the tween kind of sector just based on how my life is going. So I like when your niche kind of grows with you, grows with your business, is continuing to evolve. It also kind of just keeps things interesting. And it kind of keeps you like out of those ruts. I feel like that can happen when you own a business. I've got to take just a quick second to ask you for a serious bit of support. TidePod would not be possible without your reviews, your comments, and just all of the positive feedback that we've been receiving so far. So if you haven't already, please go on, hit subscribe to make sure you're not missing out on any of this good and free content, and also be sure to leave a review. You may think that I'm not looking at them, but I swear to you, my friend, I read every single review and it just makes my heart so happy. So if you haven't already done so, hit pause, leave a review, and then let's get back to the goodness. And that's so counterintuitive to me because I will be completely honest. I'm one of those people who's like a niche, a box. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be in a box. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. Get me out of here. But the way you just described it was so fluid. (laughs) And like, yeah, it made it sound way less scary. (laughs) And I've never felt like trapped by that. Like, oh, this is going to be, you know, my stay at home mom friends aren't going to respond to this. Like I'll take the boxes. For example, I just launched a holiday subscription box. It's crafts and decor and recipe cards and cute little tabletop like paper plates and cups and snack cups that are themed. It was a Halloween themed box. Winter's coming. Valentine's Day's coming. When I looked at the list of the moms, because I know my tribe pretty well, I'm very... I'm like good at listening and responding. I have a Facebook group. I know my people. And when I looked at the list, I was pretty evenly split between stay-at-home moms and working moms for the moms that bought that first run of boxes. And so that is telling versus party plans. I have a lot more working moms because a lot of stay-at-home moms are like, well, I could do it myself. I have the time to Pinterest. A lot of stay-at-home moms that I work with don't have the interest. So they would rather just outsource it to me, which is awesome. But with my party side of my business, a lot of working moms with my podcast really split because working moms are listening to it on their commute. But then the stay at home moms are listening to it for ideas that they can do during the day with their kids and the boxes very split. So that is I can't like like I said, in my messaging, I can't talk to both of them. I can talk to moms, I can talk about Mm -hmm. hashtag mom life that all moms will understand and get. But when I'm finding or when I'm using hashtags to find my people to get in front of the audience that I want, I'm using working mom hashtags, I'm using the struggle is real. I'm using, you know, mom boss hashtags, I'm not using stay at home mom and different things like that. And so I think that there's just that little differentiation, because if I was using all the mom hashtags, I mean, I would be hashtagged out, I would never, <laughs> I would always be in that thread, like too You'd many hashtags. 
because it couldn't work. It wouldn't work. So I've never felt stuck. I've always felt like I'm really, you know, and I think it's really helpful that I know my two girls that I'm talking to. But it wasn't until, I mean, I didn't start talking to Alex every single time right at the beginning. Like that evolved into being like, okay, here's these two moms that I love that love me, but I also know that they're not just buying because they love me, like really are invested in my mission. And they just so happened to, you know, also support my business. But everything I put out there, they're the first ones to be like, yes, oh my gosh, I need that so much. Like that's exactly what I'm looking for. Or that is what I was thinking about at work today. So I don't know. I I feel like for someone who is very scattered and distracted easily, like me, having that niche to kind of bring you back to center it's almost like your party theme. Your party theme always brings you back. It's like your right. North Star. It's your guiding thing. That's what you focus on. Kind of feel like the niche is the same way. It's like your home base. Oh, I love that. It's like, hey, put that pinata down. This is a luau. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. come on now. We're totally. at a luau. Like, I mean, down. if we you don't need that. <laughs> really wanted to have that pineapple pinata to go on theme, like that's totally how I feel because There'll be a guest that will show up with a hula dancing pinata. And that that's my stay at home mom. And I love her. And I want her at my party. She might not be who I planned the party for, but she is more than welcome. Heck yeah. Oh my God. I love it. So this is this is a totally random question, but given the fact that you've niched down so well, have you ever been surprised by um, somebody who's in your audience or maybe who has used your services before? I so this box launch was brand new for me. It was my first pr- physical product I've ever done. Up until this point, I've solely been online, which is a lot easier. Let let me just say that. <laughs> A lot easier to live online, to have something uploaded into your site that's created and done and that just could be purchased over and over and over. That is a nice spot to be in. A physical product that takes over your house and money up front is a lot different. That's a completely different model that I've done in the past. And so I, with my audience, was very clear, like, I don't want to do this unless this is something that is actually going to be beneficial to you because this is something that they asked for. This is I was never intended to be a physical product-based business. It's a very natural next step for my business, but it was not something that I wanted to do at this point because I didn't mm-hmm. want to have the inventory and the space and the all shipping and know all those things. I didn't have the space to learn it. But I've been asked literally since I started my business, can you just do all this for me? Can this just be arrive at my door? Can this just, you know, be done for me? And I'm always like, no, 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 that's not my business. And then I was like, okay, let's try. Like, I'll listen. I'll show you I'm listening. (laughs) And let's go on this adventure together. But I went on Facebook Live in my Facebook group and I said like, If I do this, this is going to take time away from my family. This is going to take time away from my other business. This is going, I mean, there's there's sacrifices that go into on me. And I don't think people really understand that when it comes to businesses all that much. And I wanted to be very honest and just say like the amount of work that that's going to go in to this scares me with as a mom of young kids, my daughter's just going to kindergarten, that just makes me nervous. And so everyone's like, it's such a good idea. I can't wait. Let me know where are we going to buy it and all this stuff. And, and so I was like, okay, so I was fully anticipating to like, 
sell out the first hour, basically. And the boxes did sell out. They were great. I hit my goal, but they didn't sell out as fast as I thought. Like I literally from my hot, hot list, I had a giveaway list. I had people responding to everything that I was putting out. Can't wait. Can't wait. The email went out. They're open. Go get your box. And they had a big surge and then it just stopped. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> what? Uh, excuse me. Is this thing on? Like, remember what we talked about people? Like, and so that it did, it did really surprise me. And like I said, it was a very, it was a successful launch. Like all things considered, I hit my goal um, of what I wanted. It, it was great. I'm excited for the next one, but it did surprise me because I was like, wait a minute, where was the disconnect? Like what did I, what wasn't I listening to or something like that? So that, that part did surprise me because it was something that had been asked for. And so in my head, I was thinking, well, everybody on this list is going to go for it. I'm going to like have to turn people away. And that wasn't what happened, but it was still a successful launch. So it's, it was not a loss by any means. And it's a super exciting branch of my business. But that has of all the things in the three years of me putting out something or doing something new, that was my most surprising. <laughs> in wow. a good way and a bad way. I you learned a lot. And it was a, it right. was a big learning experience. I have a survey out. I have responses. I know kind of now a little bit more, but it was one of those things like, you guys, I did this for you. <laughs> what happened? And let me let me just give you props because you pivoted oh in a major, major way yeah. to go to go from online yes. and then to physical mm -hmm. product. Mm -hmm. That's huge. Everything in my business I do, I so do very quickly. This is just something I do. I decide to start a business, I start a business. I decide to do a podcast. A month later, I have a podcast. The boxes, I was like, eh, okay, let's try it. And then I launched them, got them together, mm -hmm. sold them all within three weeks. And so it was, this is just, it, it, it's just, it's not, it's nothing new. Like at this point, my husband is just like, you are so crazy. Like, what are you doing now? And I'm like, we'll just figure it out. Like, let's just try it. We'll figure it out. I'm pretty conservative, like financially and stuff like that. So I'm I'm mindful of risks in that way. But time risks, I probably should be a little bit more mindful <laughs> than I am. But I don't. I'm all, I'm someone that like you don't know until you try it. And it's the same thing when I'm putting myself out it. there. It's a no already. So if I put myself out there, what if it becomes a yes? It, it's exactly it's that whole mentality. Yeah. That's that is my mentality when it comes to my business. Everything is a no until you try it and it could become like the best yes ever. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's really good. And you just taught me like, dude, if you got to fail, you need to fail fast, but you just need to act. Yeah, you need you're to never go. going to know. And this <laughs> I yes, failures very hard for me. I don't handle it well. Mm -hmm. I go into a massive spiral. I like things done in a certain way. I wouldn't consider myself a perfectionist all that much, but there are like, I do have a certain standard and a certain expectation. And that can be hard because I take failure very hard and I'm hard on myself and I set a really high bar for myself. I've always been like that, but I feel like that's come out even stronger in my business, but it still doesn't stop me from doing it. And so 
I just, you just have to keep doing it because you can't succeed in this business anymore without taking those risks and doing something different and putting yourself out there. It's just, it's too big of, it just is a huge pool of people that are all trying to make it and are all trying to do something and you have to differentiate yourself in some way. And I'm willing to, I don't know, step into the pool. <laughs> you are pre- you're preaching to the choir. I just, I, here. and it's fun. I, I, I love new experiences. I love learning different things. And like I said, who I have big ideas for future products, but they were always something that were in the future, like kids go to school future. And I didn't, wasn't anticipating doing it now, but I said yes. And so I went for it and I did it. And I loved doing it. Like I absolutely loved putting the boxes together. And now, like literally just this week, they're arriving at everyone's houses and I'm getting all the videos from the kids. This is amazing. Mommy, this is the best present I've ever gotten. Like opening their box, tearing through it. Can we do it? Can we do it right now? Like it is the best. I'm crying at every single video because that moment is exactly why I wanted to send out the boxes. And I wanted that moment for that mom, not like I love seeing it and being part of it. But I wanted her kid to open that and be like, this is gonna be the best Halloween ever. And to her be like, I did that. (laughs) Like, I, you know, they ran to the porch to see a box with their name on it that now they can't wait to sit down with me and do something fun for Halloween. Like that to me, that's why I wanted to create them. And that, so now seeing the kids, all of my, you know, annoyance and disappointment and all of those different things mm-hmm. that I experienced <laughs> a couple weeks ago has just been like completely washed out because I will do boxes for until I'm blue in the face if I can see those kids be excited for those experiences. And that's just that huge, 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 huge. Oh, and you totally just answered my next question because I was going to go to the fact that, you know, you took the plunge, started the business, you identified your niche pretty naturally, and then you listened to your people and pivoted to this physical product, which was hard and took a lot of time and took over your house. So I was going to ask, are you really going to do it again? (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing Christmas and Valentine's. Yeah, I'm going to do the year. I'm doing... Halloween. Okay. Well, it's going to be winter. I, I keep saying Christmas because it's around Christmas time, but it's a winter themed box. Valentine's Day, Easter, and a summer break box. So those are my five that I'm doing. And then if I love it and each month grows, that's another that's going to also factor in to whether or not I continue, like if it's scalable. And then really mm-hmm. just yeah, then decide after that. So I'll make the decision to continue going with it after summer. But as of now, 2020, we're going to box it up, printing those shipping labels <laughs> and wrapping up presents. And I mean, it really was like all last week, me packing them up. And it was like I was just wrapping Christmas presents, watching housewives um mm-hmm. day and it was so fun to wrap each little thing and I would you know and put the confetti in the box because I knew the kids would flip over that and that is when all the kids are opening the boxes oh, mommy there's confetti a pumpkin a bat like and I knew it I knew when I saw that <laughs> confetti I was like oh they're gonna go nuts over this and so it's so fun to you know hear that reaction when they're going through an opening um like oh I nailed it uh though that part is 
fun for me. And so, yeah, so I'm, I cannot wait for the winter box. It's so good. And I'm just each one. I mean, I'm going to be more excited than the next, I think. But again, it's just, it's creating something new, which is something that just as a creative entrepreneur, I'm always craving. That's why I love doing the podcast so much. Every week is totally different. And so I'm creating something new all the time. And the boxes are like that. It's just is giving me a new, like a new fresh kind of job. And I just like always switching it up. I just, I like having that fresh new path, something new to learn, something new to try. That's what keeps it fun and exciting for me. And I'm rooting for you. And uh, little birdie, which was you, mm-hmm. told me you're an Enneagram 7. So that does not surprise yeah. me. The good part <laughs> and the bad part, because there's always something, always some other idea. Right. Like, oh, I can't <laughs> wait to try that. And that sounds like a great idea to do at the same exact time. Like, yeah, so I'm going to be launching the winter box and planning a local event for moms literally the same week so it'll be exciting to uh, see what happens with that one <laughs> that is classic yeah that you'll is kick, classic Allison right there that my husband is rolling his eyes <laughs> what can I do to help uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah my husband knows yep. the same pain so yep, they'll, yep. they'll survive they love us for it <laughs> So as we wrap up, I want to know, is there anything I missed that you wish I would have Gosh, asked you about? I don't about? think so. I mean, I think I talked about how I can help moms and we talked about business. Um, yeah, I think we had a really rich conversation and I hope that someone listening gets a little spark and a little inspiration to be like, huh, what if I did say yes? Or what if I did try something new or put myself on my face on that story for the first time? or something i hope that i can inspire someone in that way and i mean if you ever need a party holler at your girl exactly so with that in mind tell us all the places tell us where we can find you and remind us one more time of what your next big thing you to can look find out me is. everything that i do in my business at allisoncartercelebrates.com and all social media i am allison carter celebrates i'm on instagram the most and you can listen to my podcast memories and moments and that's on itunes and wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, yeah my next big thing is the winter box so it will have crafts and decor that you can make with your kids but like cute decor that you're actually going to want to bring out the next year not like one of those random foam houses from michael's <laughs> or something like that like you know a keepsakey cute thing to celebrate a cute paper plates and napkins and recipe cards. And then each box comes with a copy of my digital celebration guide, which goes even more in depth on traditions and memory makers and all of that stuff. And so you can get on the waiting list for that at allisoncartercelebrates.com slash winter waiting list and get notified when um, that comes out and more information and all of that stuff. But I'm around. Allison Carter celebrates. You'll find me wherever. The queen of the <laughs> parties. parties. Yes. And I mean, I, I am like love chatting. So questions, hit me up with a DM. Like I really love being that girlfriend that you kind of noodle around these ideas with and feel like you got me in your back pocket when it comes to kids' birthday or how you're going to do Halloween or whatever. I love, I just, I love doing it. I love talking about it all day long. It's just the best. Well, trust me, I'm pretty positive there will be people from Tipod audience reaching out to you about that. And if not oh, only good. them, I'm I sure waiting. Will. <laughs> I'm ready and ready to go. You're going to have the best parties ever that you're actually going to enjoy. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much, Allison. This was actually amazing. I went overtime because I just couldn't stop. <laughs> well, good. Thank questions. you so much for having me. <laughs>